0: This is Wandering in the Word, where you can listen in as the staff of First Lutheran Church in Minot, North Dakota, has a casual conversation about the scripture readings for the upcoming Sunday worship service.
1: Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to our Wandering in the Word today for Sunday, October 24th. It is October.
0: I don't like that. It's like the end of October.
1: It is the end of October, which means November and which means... cold and um anyways
0: today yeah it's
1: cold we today for our wandering in the word um have a a substitute in we could say rita ray sundahl our fantastic organist bless you (laughs) and all around wonderful human and staff person and uh friend is joining us for today's um podcast so we're grateful for her and all the wisdom
0: Wisdom, An insight that Rita is going to offer
1: for us today.
0: Sure, put me on the spot here. How do you think I feel every week? Yeah.
1: Well, well
0: sure.
1: yeah. We'll just be quiet and bask in Rita's
0: knowledge. Greatness.
1: Rita's knowledge greatness. and greatness. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, so um, for this upcoming Sunday, October twenty fourth um we have some interesting bible verses so why don't we go ahead and dive right in um rita would you mind reading our gospel
0: not at all gospel reading is taken from mark chapter 10 and it's verses 46 through 52 they came to jericho as he jesus and his disciples in a large crowd were leaving jericho bartimaeus son of Timaeus, a blind beggar was sitting by the roadside The blind man said to him, "My teacher, let me see again." Jesus said to him, "Go. Your faith has made you well." Immediately he regained his sight and followed him on the way.
1: Okay, thanks, Rita. So the Gospel of Mark continues. We've been in the Mark for like
0: forever. Weeks
1: now, yeah. That's <laughs> lots, like lots a of weeks. Seventh or eighth reading in a row. Um, yeah. Was there anything jump out at anybody immediately as they were reading this? Somebody else is going to have to talk besides me here. But
0: the persistence of Bartimaeus. Okay. You know, he said it once. Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me, and they told him to be quiet, and he wasn't going to go for that. So he decided he was going to say it again, but louder this time, so yeah. Jesus would pay attention to him. Yeah. And he did. Yeah. He said, call him here.
1: So. Yeah. <clears throat> Has anyone ever said that to you on the organ?
0: You that, could you
1: keep it down? And you're like, oh, I'll keep it down. And then you just get louder. Yeah.
0: <laughs> or traffic. If somebody's tailgating me, I just slow down. <laughs> <laughs> Rhea.
1: Don't, don't mess with Rita. All right. It's hilarious. Um, But yeah, it, it, we do have some persistence yes. in this story. Um, <clears throat> One of my conversations this morning maybe it was at staff meeting, someone had mentioned the woman who was hemorrhaging and kind of her persistence of going up and having the faith to touch the robe. Um, Mm -hmm. Different situation and context, but same kind of idea. Yeah. yeah, I, I remember hearing somebody tell the story once and they called the guy blind Bart (laughs) and his dad, Tim. They did do that, huh? Yeah, for real. That wasn't my idea. It was somebody else's. But uh, Bartimaeus and Timaeus was his dad, a blind beggar. Um, Yeah, I I think it's kind of interesting. So the guy's persistence, right? He's sitting there begging. And um, Jesus' disciples and everything are going by. And he just starts hollering out for Jesus' help, Jesus' son of David, which is a connection to the royal line and to – jesus as the messiah kind of picture have mercy on me and um i think it's interesting because it's oftentimes in our culture especially when people need help it seems like oftentimes we don't want to listen to them and not to get too political or anything but like you know we think about different protest movements and things we often want to silence the voices of those who are marching for civil rights or those who are um, you know protesting uh George Floyd's murder, or um, any kind of thing, we often it's so easy for us to to find a reason not to listen to their cries for mercy. Um,
0: also, in this day and age, you don't know if they're um, for real or not. Yeah, we you know, are they are they begging on the street corner because they have a Cadillac waiting for them? You always hear that story, but are they sincere? That's what I was trying to figure out. Yeah, um, and the, and so and I. You know, when you read this, it what popped out to me was the idea that he said, "Jesus, Son of David, have mercy on me," which indicates that he knows who Jesus is. Yeah. He wasn't just a passerby, and and Bartimaeus didn't know who he was. He knew that he was the Son of David. That says a lot about the text.
1: Yeah. But only Jesus realized. It. Everyone else was telling right. him, to "Still be quiet."
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: um,
0: yeah, and silencing, like you said, silencing. Yeah, be quiet. Yeah
1: keep them off onto the side. We got an important job to do here, whatever it is. We're walking down the road. Um, but Jesus, uh, and we, uh, I think this is said at our staff meeting too. Jesus always seems to be have his eye and ear open for those on the margins.
0: That need him. Yeah.
1: Those who are, everyone else wants to kind of push to the side or ignore. Those are the ones that Jesus seems to go after the most. Yes. Um, <laughs> but yeah. So, so the guy, I, I wonder for us today, the, one of the couple of the questions I have is like, it takes some kind of bravery or courage to, or faith even to like, admit that you need help. Yeah. Right.
0: And the this, pride that we all the carry, pride we
1: all carry. So like, I wonder what it is in my own life or, or other people's lives. Like, what is it that we need to cry out mm-hmm. for Jesus for to have mercy on? And that follow-up question would be Jesus' question to to Bart, to blind Bart. <laughs> Jesus said to him, what do you want me to do for you? Yeah. Which is interesting because the guy was clearly a beggar yeah. and blind, but Jesus didn't assume that that was what his deepest need yeah. was. Yeah, that's true. Um, <clears throat> The guy says, you know, I, I want to see again. Yeah. Meaning that it, at some point he was able to see and had lost his sight.
0: Yeah. What's his story?
1: What's, what is Blind Bart's story? Like, how did he lose his sight? How long? Um, and, and I wonder, like, you know, if, if we were in that same boat and Jesus was walking by and we cried out, you know, Jesus, have mercy on me. I'm mm-hmm. so sick of being sick or I'm so sick of this pandemic or of uncertainty or division. Um, have mercy on us. And Jesus came up and said, what do you want me to do for you? Yeah. We might say, well, I want a new car, you know, fix this problem. But I, I have a hunch that Jesus would be like, "Would sit follow it up with what do you really right. need?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: We probably could keep asking that question until we could boil it down to some kind of deepest fear or insecurity that we have. Um, and, and I think that's kind of an interesting self-reflection question for us in a sense, um, you know, what what do what do we want jesus to do for us when we come to worship on sunday is it really to just help us feel warm and fuzzy on the inside or is there some like deeper life change and questions we need to wrestle with um so that we can go out on our way following him in the world i don't know hmm. i should just write that down for a sermon then huh
0: yeah and I also like that Jesus said to him because he recognized that this man had faith. So he said, you know, yeah. your faith has made you well, which says a lot. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. And, you know, we were, we were talking at our text study this morning. And I, th- I think about this all the time when we have these kind of miraculous healing stories from Jesus is like, but why his faith and not the other blind person that was probably. Yes. Maybe even answer. yelling out the same thing. We just don't have their story. And that person's faith did not make them well. Um, you know, we you talk to a mom who has a, a sick kid with some kind of chronic illness. Like, the impl- even though we don't mean it, the implication of saying your faith has made you well is that right. your lack of faith is keeping you from being well, yeah. right? And that's not what we say. And that's not what we mean. And it's obviously a far more complex I was going
0: to say this really complicates
1: it. It does complicate it. Yeah. And it's hard for those who have a a chronic migraines or chronic pain or something to be like, well, I come to church every Sunday or, you know, I pray every day and I'm not. Why is this? Why is this happening to me? And I mean, it doesn't answer that question, but it is interesting that uh, the last line here from Jesus, Jesus said to him, go, your faith has made you well. I'm going to get nerdy for just a second because I looked it up, but the Greek word, so the original language that the Bible was written in for the New Testament, "well" actually means whole, complete.
0: Well, that makes sense.
1: Yeah, so it's not like "go," your faith has made you good, or it's your your faith has made you whole. It is your it's made you who you are. You're complete.
0: Yeah, and he didn't just hone in on that. Your faith has made you able to see again. Mm-hmm. Oh. The whole oh, the whole wellness thing was. That's true, yeah. Part of it, you read
1: it, Yeah, his, his faith has made him whole. Yeah. And, and that might be a step in uh, helping us understand faith and sickness and, and that kind of thing. But it is a hard one. There's a, there's a tension there, no doubt. Um, but, well, why don't we move into, we're going to do something we don't often do on the podcast, is we're going to read the psalm together. <laughs> so we're going to read it responsibly, and responsively <laughs> yes <laughs> pressure
0: uh psalm 126 when the lord restored the fortunes of zion we were like those who dream then and our, our mouths mouth were filled, filled
1: with, with laughter word, and our,
0: our tongue, tongue was shouts shouts
1: of joy then it was, was said among, among the nations
0: the, the lord, lord has, has done great, great things, things for them, them. i know how to read <laughs> <laughs> the lord has done great things for us and we rejoiced Restore Restore our our fortunes, fortunes, O Lord, like the water water courses courses in the the Nageb. May those who sow in tears reap with shouts of joy. Those Those who go out out weeping, bearing the seed for sowing, shall come come home with the shouts shouts of joy, carrying their sheaves. All right. That's much brighter and happier and cheerier.
1: It is a little bit. Yeah, there's there's some hope in this kind of... uh, Things are being restored in this. We'll hear it in our Old Testament reading in Jeremiah, too. This kind of uh, a lot of bad things have been going on in Israel. They've been exiled and kicked out of their homeland, and they're getting, they're beginning to come back. And so there's kind of this hopeful tone that God has restored things to the way it should be. And um, and in the psalm, yeah, there's this kind of this imagery of laughing and joy and tears and um. Yeah. I don't know. Does this bring to mind any songs for you, Rita?
0: Well, (laughs) actually what I was thinking was then our mouth was filled with laughter and it should be that our mouth was filled with laughter and song
1: and, and song. Yeah. And
0: song because and our tongues with shouts of joy, because usually when, um, you don't, necessarily associate music with sadness i mean it's it's done but it's more uh more of a happy thing Mm -hmm. is to be able to sing
1: true although there's there's also lots of great songs that are very sorrowful yes um, the blues yeah
0: by all means yeah But, but yeah but in this situation i just thought that would have been a nice addition to filled with laughter. If you were writing Psalm
1: 126. I would have
0: done it that way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because the Lord is great, has done great things for us. And we rejoiced. That could be a song in itself right there. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, there you go. You, you you can compose it.
0: I'm trying to. Da, 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 da. <laughs>
1: oh, it's starting already.
0: It's coming.
1: It's coming. It's coming.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> um yeah there's kind of this transition from from tears uh, reap with shouts of joy, go out weeping, bearing seed, mm-hmm. carrying uh, shouts of joy again. Um, it's interesting you know I'm it definitely upper Midwestern culture. We don't do much sh- shouting or anything loud. We're pretty reserved folk up here. football
0: games that's about it.
1: Okay, football that's an exception that's great. Yeah. I've heard some people when, can yell at their TVs yes. when they're excited about a football game, um, whether they're joyful or mourning. Right. There can be, or in tears from a missed football kick thing.
0: And they're done that. Yeah.
1: <laughs> um, but it's kind of interesting. So the, you know, God has done this restoration for, for Zion, for Israel and bringing them back. And their you know, mouth is filled with laughter and they're, um so loud and boisterous and telling people about what has happened that all the other nations go man the the lord has done great things for them in verse two it says uh, (laughs) with our reservedness we often don't like to talk about what god has done for us or whether it's shouting or even whispering um i wonder what it would be like to spend a week you know looking at for what God has done in our lives, and then sharing it with somebody, or putting that on Facebook every day for a yes. week—the um,
0: kinder things to put on. Things. There. Yes. God gave me
1: dinner with my family tonight, or—and
0: um, that's the way it used to be on Facebook. You always put your happenings, so and yeah. they were usually they were usually very upbeat and positive yeah. things.
1: True. All I, the good old days of Facebook. Yes.
0: You know? <laughs> the, the days are gone. <laughs> But I was looking at that last one, for me that, um, you know, when you lose somebody in your family, and for instance, a parent or something, mm-hmm. and I could, after playing for so many funerals, and you go to the reception afterwards, and, and you see people laughing and stuff, and I always thought, this is before I lost my parents, and I thought, how, how do they manage to be able to smile immediately after a very, very sad occasion? For instance, those who go out weeping, bearing the seed for sowing, shall come home with shouts of joy. And I know that probably isn't the the meaning behind this. But after experiencing my own parents' um, funerals, then you think about, because what you do is you dwell on the memories. And that's what right. makes you smile. And so I just, so I, that's how I interpreted that last verse. Those who go out with weeping shall come home with shouts of joy, carrying their sheaves. And it's also because you know that they're going to where they're supposed to be
1: mm-hmm. so yeah
0: and that's probably not the meaning but that's what grabbed my head yeah, right sure. there yeah well, may those who sow in tears reap with shouts of joy
1: yeah so there's there's other places in the Psalms where you know like the weeping lasts for the night but joy yeah. comes in the morning yes and, um,
0: yeah we just did that not too long ago
1: yeah and i don't think that's like a superficial Thing really, I mean, you, you can't tell someone when to be joyful in the midst right, of grief, or yeah. be like you're done grieving now. Like yes. that's we can't do. But for grieve and
0: grieve and we grieve.
1: grieve, and it's a very fluid situation. You know, I lost a really good friend just a couple weeks ago, and we did the same thing at the funeral. I mean, it was one of the saddest funerals. I mean, I cried for an hour yeah. plus, yeah. and then we left, and it was kind of like we all then started telling the stories and remembering. Yes uh the man that he was and you know he it was says, funny and we just laughed so yeah. and in some ways it's almost like the harder we laughed the closer to tears we became yeah. too it was like yeah. this weird continuum like the more emotion that would get riled up could switch back and forth and same with tears like you could be so sad and then somebody would make a comment that you know he would have liked this story and then you laugh again and it's yeah. mm-hmm. it is weird like emotions are weird and grief is weird and um And yet we're created that way, you know. We're created to love, and and we do that well. It it make these relationships that we miss when they are gone. Then, Um, but yeah. So I love the the psalms because they they often kind of juxtapose this like deep mourning and tears with joy, and that the yeah, truth. And God is in the midst of those things. So
0: I had a pastor one time who said that when he died, he wanted the hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah chorus oh. at his funeral because he said that's what it should be. He said the problem is the people that are left behind are the ones that are sad. Right. But he knew where he was going. Yeah. And so he was rejoicing. And and so you you kind of have to remember that too. So the rejoicing comes with this, the sorrow too. Yeah.
1: It's kind of yeah and it's not even when we know you know that someone is pain-free and the cancer isn't there anymore we yeah. still miss them yes it's the human that was with us and that love we have and that relationship yeah. And so yeah the that weird
0: mm-hmm.
1: hopeful morning you know kind there you of go.
0: yeah thing, i like that um,
1: is uh it's a uh, it's real so and we have it here in our psalm and you know even i wonder going back to the gospel and to wrap things up you know blind bart you know we don't we don't know enough about him yeah. or whether
0: I just thought it was so hopeful though, because he said he regained his sight and followed him on the way. So, yeah. you know, that he was, there. that was the positivity of that is he followed him and yeah. kept him in his heart.
1: Yeah. And who knows, maybe he was there at the, you know, with and some of these other stories along yeah. the way as leading up to Jerusalem and, and Jesus' death on the cross. And, um, I don't know. Yeah. I, well, any, uh, any closing thoughts? These are good things.
0: No. Sounds good.
1: Okay. Well, uh again, thank you, everyone, for joining us with our special guest, uh, Rita Ray sundall here <laughs> sharing
0: celebrity,
1: celebrity, local celebrity <laughs> here <Right>. in Minot, <laughs> and and Melissa is well uh, for, <laughs> Thanks for joining us for our Wandering in the Word for October twenty fourth, twenty twenty one. We look forward seen you in worship or um, online or uh, on the radio or however it is you join us and participate in uh, this congregation we're glad that you do that and until um, and we s- see you at one of those times we'll uh, talk to you next week on the next wandering in the word so take care everyone bye,
0: bye. bye.